Last night, last night we had, I still maintain from the most dramatic stories in Shas, when, when uh, Yeshua, when, when Hanani ben Achi Rabbi Yeshua went to, go, to the Gola, to the Golas, and was still managing the calendar. And he was sent a delegation to shut it down. And the way the delegation got his attention was by slugging up his shear. How did the delegation slug up his shear? Yaisi ben Chalaft, who was the two Amiraim? It was Eschair ben Kvotel and Yaisi ben Kipper. Yeah, yeah, Yaisi ben Kipper and Ben Menaisel, Eschair ben Kvotel. When he said a shtickle Torah and came out that something was Tomei, they said it's Tahar. When he said a shtigotari that came out that something was ta- was was aser, they said it was mutter. They argued lahalacha, which got his attention. Then he came to the negotiating table and he said, "What do you want? We want you to stop." And then he put an end to it. We finished the story last night. Amazing, amazing, uh, Radziner. I'm very excited about it. Um, but we left one little detail on the table. And that's where we're up to now. It's about seven, eight lines into the page on Samach Gimel Amid Beis. Bishlemahu metaher vehem tamei metamin. When their show argument was to be more chummer than him, because he came out that it's tahar, and they came out that it's tamei. L'chumra, that's fine. Unfortunately, I mean, we're very familiar with the, with the concept of someone being machmer. You know, in Zena Machmirim. We're, we're much more machmer. That's fine. We want to be machmer. That's fine. Elohu mitamei vehei mitarin. But when it was reversed, they also slugged up the shir. When they needed to argue on a psak, and they needed to go more lakula, they did that too. When he was metame, and they were metaher, and for instance, when he mat, when he asserted and they mattered, how did they do that? If a rabbi makes something tame or asser or puzzle, ein chaveire or Osar, if he makes something, Osar, Ein, Chavere, Rishai, Lahatir. There is a Isser for a rabbi to argue on an existing psak of another rabbi to go Lakula. It's also not very nice of the Shail to ask the Shaila to the second Rav. But in any case, it is wrong and Osar for the second Rav to be more makele than the first Rav. So the Gemara answers, uh, yeah, they broke the rules because there was an emergency. They needed to really demolish him so that he should lose his following because if he felt uh, empowered and propped up by his ilum, then there was much less chance that he, then he, would, uh, he would talk to them. You know, a rav that feels empowered by, you know, my ilum will support me whatever I do tends to be a rav that is more bellicose. A rav who uh, who knows that his ilam won't won't back him 
if if you know he does anything crazy, tends to be much more conciliatory. So um Neither words have I ever so I kids her, I kids her, and then fine. So therefore, they had to they had to slug him up, schmetter him, and they had to do it by any means necessary. But let's talk about this concept of of a rov that asers can another rov matir, because it, it it can it can happen. It's it's a real thing. It's a real thing. In fact, there's a machlekes rishayim amongst the the real 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 rishayim. This is when they know. Yeah, 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 yeah. Meaning, if, if, if some guy, I'm sure it happens a hundred times a day, unwittingly asks a Rav Ashayla because he got the wrong answer from the last rabbi and doesn't tell the Rav, the Rav is, is 100% innocent and he's giving his Chavaz Das and it's 100%, it's 100% fine. But if the Rav knows, you know, you call up, you call up rabbi number two and you say, listen, I called my Rav and my Rav Asard. Do you have anything to say about it? If he follows halacha, he says, no, I do not have anything to say about it. If, if your rav permitted it, he's able to say, hopefully, nicely, you really should be machmer. That's fine. That's fine. Hopefully he does it nicely. But if your rav asered, he's not allowed to. It's a halacha. He is not allowed to be made. And there's a machlekes rishaynim. Why? So Rashi and Nida, like we said, this sugi comes up in Nida and Avedizar primarily. So Rashi and Nida says, it is for the covet of the first Rav. Which means it's a rabbinic courtesy. And of course, rabbinic courtesy is not a personal thing. It is a halach. It's, hala- it's for the glory of halach. It's for the covet of the law. It's, it's, a, it's a covet thing for the first Rav, for the second Rav not to, not to argue. And therefore, the Ran, who agrees with the Shita, the Ran and Avedizara brings his Rashi and agrees with it, says straight out, if the second Rav is in a different league than the first Rav, in terms of age and Chachma, then the second Rav may disagree and be Mekel, even knowing that the first Rav asked. So for instance, very real, let's say you go to a Rav in Baltimore who's a young Rav. And, and the Rav is, you know, like a lot of young Rabbanim who are Yerei Shemayim, they say it's Aser. They say it's Aser. They're not sure. You know, of course, it's better to know and be Matir, but if you're not sure, it's much more responsible to err on the side of caution. So the young Rav erred on the side of caution and said Aser or said Tamei, whatever the case is. And then you happen to meet Rabbi Heinemann. Rabbi Heinemann is, is in his 80s. He's from the biggest Hamidi Chacham and Peskim in America. And he, he's much, much, much more Hashiv than the young Rav. And the young Rav would be the first one to tell you that. And you meet Rabbi and would say, you know, I, uh, you know, I showed this asterisk to my Rav. He said it's possible. Says the runner, behind him, we can say it's kosher. I showed this dishwasher to the, to the first Rav. And he said, your dishwasher is treif. Rabbi Heinemann could say, I love the guy. Your dishwasher is kosher, 100% mutter, because it's a covet for the first thing. And, and I'm not talking being mean. Halachically, Rabbi Heinemann is not mechayiv to, to have covet for a 35-year-old guy and a guy that doesn't know Shulchanar Balpeh. So says the Ran, if the second rav is in a different league than the first rav, it is mutter. 
but the Ritva and the Rajba and the Rivet, like that, that Kvutz of Rishonim in Avedizara, they say it's a different reason. And this gets much more um, philosophical as far as the role of Psak. The Rajba and the Ritva and Avedizara say, once a Rav says it's Aser, it becomes a chatecha di surah. And it's not a covered thing, and it's not a deference thing. It's impossible. It's impossible. And once a rav says that something, you ask him this spoon, that, you know, is a milking spoon, and put it in the Fleshik's dishwasher, and then, 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 and he says, it, it's treif. Spoon's treif. Yeah. If you ask any other round, there's not. There's no chance it's trafe. It's nice and tam with gum, and the detergent of the dishwasher tastes horrible. And beside, it's, you know, this, it's bleus. It's not trafe. You know, you want to, like, scare the guy, tell him, like, the next Pesach kasher, but it's not trafe. Too bad. It's trafe. It's trafe. Chatecha, nasis, chatecha, di surah, as I state in Ritva, Rajba, and Raivet. And the Rajba speaks out. Mephorish, according to this reason, even if the second Rav, if the first Rav was the rabbi of the Reconstructionist synagogue of whatever, and the other Rav is Moshe Feinstein, doesn't matter. I don't know about the Reconstructionist thing, but like, it doesn't matter. It doesn't matter. The first Rav who paskined made a chatecha di surah. So that's, that's one massive nafkimina between these two pshatim. The other nafkamina, which is a pliat summa, and like I saw you raising your eyebrows when I said that the thing becomes a chatecha di sura, I want to tell you how far this possibly goes. <coughs> Let's say the rabbi himself backs down. The first rabbi. The first rabbi who made the issuing psak of Isser <laughs> gets educated or looks it up or, you know, learns the suge mofa'almo. And he comes back and says, I'm wrong. If it's Misham Kavayda, you of course could take down your own coffin. If it's Rashi's reason, Rashi and Nida and the Ran, of course the rabbi himself could walk back Yeshita. But if it became a Chatecha de Isura, if by paskining something is Usr, it, 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 it like assumes that role. If by paskining something is Usr, it becomes a Chatecha de Isura. Can the rabbi himself walk it back? The Meiri in Hurrius says, even the Rav himself can't walk it back. Is the Meiri's Lashen. The Meiri takes this Svar so far, the Meiri goes so far with this way of characterizing this halacha, that not only can another Rav not walk back, no matter his level of Cheshivas, the Rav himself cannot take back the Psak. Forget these cases. We're having a case of Mutter or Asr on Shabbos. Can I open this can on Shabbos? So if it's only on there's no Din Chaticha here. So can one Rav go? go yes, yeah, so, so, I, so I, like, I think that's just a marshal. No, because if it's a covet thing, no matter what the shadow is. You know what I'm saying? On this tzad. On this tzad. Needless to say, the Paiskim don't go with this. 
And the Paiskim all say, no, no, the Paiskim himself could do it. The Archashulchan, the Archashulchan who goes through this, this sugya of like, you know, Rabbanim arguing, Rabbanim being Chayzer, the Archashulchan says, of course the Rav could be Chayzer. If he himself is Chayzer, then that is a raya that the first psak was made in error. And the Seisnish came psak. A psak betais, a nether betais, whatever you want to call, you know, like Yen or Marie Ben Leib in the Ketzais, that's the Chadich Nas Nisur is Alts Nether. The whole thing betais can't start. You can't have a psak betais that is irreversible. If something is based on a tais, it has no, it has no makim to stand. So the Hashulchan says, listen, you could go with this tzad that it's Alts Iser, and if the original Asering rabbi stands by his shita, you may have an issue. But if the original rabbi Backs down from Meshita, you have no issue. Even the original Hatzikah de Yisura roster, they don't know what the Miri takes. Right, well, the Miri does. I mean, you don't know. You don't know what they say. They would have said it. If not, right? So the Miri's taking it today. If if you need someone to speak, if if not, if someone not saying something is a riot, they don't hold something, you just ruin like Rav Shurim in the Velt. You can't say Shur anymore. Like, you know, all, all the Shur is extrapolation. How do you work with that with any Machlokas Tanah? Like, whoever the first Tanah asked, was the next guy allowed to go? Yeah, so, so there's a difference in Hamlorai and Psak. They were discussing. When it's still at the discussion stage, when it's still at the, um, you know, the like the Masamatan stage, like in the Supreme Court, in the arguments phase, then it's not, then it's, you know, it's not final. Once, once the Supreme Court issued a ruling, that, that has precedent. But that's assuming that they were in the same room when this was when this machlokas happened, if one didn't hear the other one, right, 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 right. Yes, that we said at first. Like you know, like when Ben asked, if if a guy goes unwittingly, which happens all the time. No, so so if Tana B would have said, if somebody would have said Tana A over there across the world said this. So is he not allowed to say I hold differently? So, I, so in other words, in other words, the the words you use, not allowed, lachayra. That's the machlokas rishayim. Is it is it a din and not allowed, or is it a din and not chal? Lachayra. That's the succinctest way. In English, most succinct way to say the machlekes, lachira. There's a difference if you're saying a shir and a lacha, and you say this is what I paskin and this and this issue. Whether someone comes and asks you, on, on a, right, right, right. When you're good point, good point. When you're discussing a theoretical zach, doesn't have a chalais in the belt. When you're talking about an actual a halig a korkibin, there's no actual. Right, right. Correct, correct. Okay. And over here, they definitely weren't saying mutter on something that was not. Oh, so that's a big hack. Meaning, meaning, were they were they lying? Like, the Gemara says the Gemara have a better shine. Right. Everyone says like you that like no, they really believed it's mutter, which is pretty. Or they found a mukkah. Right, right, right. Which is pretty serendipitous. Yeah, they handle that like that. Like you know, like did, did they really believe it's mutter? Or like you know, we gotta argue on this guy. So, yeah, they 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 handle that. Says the Gemara, and this and this episode is going to take us till the bottom of the page and a little more. Tanra Bonan, Kishenichnesu Rabbi Seinu LeKerem BiYavne. When the Tanoim came to the Yeshiva Kerem BiYavne, now Rashi explains Kerem BiYavne. Kerem is a vineyard. The way they planted vineyards in those days was in semicircles, not like nowadays. See, until a few years ago, no one we ever knew went to a vineyard. And therefore, you could tell them vineyards are semicircles. I'm like, 
when you say to a rabbin, a trip to Yisrael is not complete without a trip to a vineyard. So the Dailam knows what vineyards looks like. So you can't tell them they're in semicircles, but you can still say, in those days they made vineyards in semicircles. So the way they had the Bismadrish in, 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 in Yavne was like a karam. This is how Rashi explains it. This is how Rishonim Shatim. And, and this is very useful because, for instance, when, let's say, Usher would want to make a point, the Mike wouldn't see Usher because they're on the same row. But if, if this, it would be like an amphitheater and it would be curved, then everyone could see everyone and everyone could talk to everyone. It promotes Handel Rai much better. Like the Sarenj Chatiogl, yes. So Rashi says the Bismarck was shaped like a carom and it was in a city called Yavne. Why did they make the Bismarck in Yavne? Because several Deris earlier, actually two Deris earlier, one of the stops of the Sanhedrin was in Yavne, Rebbechanim and Zakai. You know, people confuse this um, with, with Rebbechanim and Zakai. That was, Rebbechanim and Zakai was two generations before these Talmidim. Rebbechanim and Zakai was Rebbechanim's Rebbe's Rebbe. And, and these Tanayim are Rebbechanim's Talmidim. <coughs> so, so we're dealing with several generations different. Rebbechanim and Zakai moved the Sanhedrin. Asar Gali is Galsa Sanhedrin may, you know, from the, from the Harabayas to Yavna, one of the stops was Yavna, Shifram, one of those stops was Yavna, that was one stop, and then, since there was a pre-existing Malcolm Taira there, when they started the yeshiva, they brought it to Yavna. Hayusham, who was in the yeshiva? Rabbi Yehuda, the town of Rabbi Yehuda, Rabbi Yaisi, Rabbi Nechemia, Rabbi Lazar, Benoi, Shabbi Now, the, the Elam Shtels, on this Rabbi Benoi Benoy Shavyesi What's wrong with the good old Ben? You know, Rabbalazar Ben Shamua. What's wrong with the good old Ben? What's Benoy Shell? So there's a safer, there's a safer called Nesiva Salem. Now, when you Google Nesiv Asylum, who is the Nesiv Asylum that said this vart that, that the Chadashim Gamishanim dismisses flippantly? So the Nesiv Asylum is the Maral. I'm like, wow, you can't talk about the Maral that way. But I found that there's another Nesiv Asylum, which this one is, <laughs> written by Rabbi Hersh Katznel and Bagan, who was a Rav in Vilna. He wrote a sefer, Rebeliezer, this Tana has a sefer called 32 Midas, Lamed Bey's Midas to Rebeliezer, which means we're familiar with the Yud Gimel Midas, Shatar Nidrash Bahen. This time Rebeliezer expanded it to 32 Midas. There's a parish on the 32 Midas, Shah Rebeliezer, called Nesiv Asylum. So in the Hakdama to his Nesiv Asylum on the 32 Midas, Shah Rebeliezer, he explains why you find sometimes Benoi Shell. And his theory is that when Etana had a favorite son, he called him Benoi Shell, versus the rest of his kids got a regular old run-of-the-mill Ben. So, Ben, this is just doing one to show you. So, Ben is like, you know, a Yenna kid. Benoi Shell, that's, oh. And, and, and so that's why over here, Rabbi Yaisi his favorite son was Rabbi and that's why we find, and that's why we find Rabbi Gamliel Benoi Shor Rabbi Yehuda Anasi. We just learned in the Ksubis. Rabbi Yehuda Anasi was telling his kids who's going to get which stellars. And even though Rabbi Gamliel was clear from that Gemara was not the best in learning, he gave him the stellar of Nasi because he liked him the most. Oh, that is a good use of Benoi Shell. 
So, so the Nesiv Asylum of Tzihersh Katznalenbeigen says that Benoi Shell is used when it's a favorite son versus the rest that also rants. But th- this is very short. Because first of all, first of all, there's a Gemara in Rosh Hashanah that another son of Rabbi Yisiaglil is called Benoi Shell. In fact, it's Reb Hanina Benoi Shel Rabbi Yisiaglil. So, have a nice day. Like, 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 yeah, yeah, I, I, like, man, like, favorites can change. Yeah, I mean, yeah, yeah. Right. Then, then he bought a business and he liked it more, yeah. <laughs> Goodbye, Charlie. So, in, in, in the Radal, the Radal is a uh, parish on the Medrash. Well, they can all be Right, but no, then, then why does he get a, a, these two particularly? And for instance, Rabbi Gamliel, Benoit Shariyat Anasi. So then Benoit doesn't discern that. Just means each one had a favorite. Oh, no, 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 no. <laughs> So the Radal says a great shot. And, and, you know, like, when you hear it, you say, yeah, that's Emma's. When it's just your name, you get a Ben. It's when so-and-so bent so-and-so, you get a Ben. When the father's name has a descriptive title, then you can't just say Ben. He's not Ben Galili. He's Ben Rabyoisi. Since Rabyoisi had an accompanying name to his name, Ha Galili, you can't use the word Ben. Same thing with Rabbi Yehuda Hanasi. His name wasn't Rabbi Yehuda Hanasi. His name was Rabbi Yehuda. So when you have a blaze in a name, when you have an isolated name, you could say um, Yehuda ben Kisma, Rabbi Yehuda ben Kisma, Yehuda ben Tema. That's a son, the son of a father. When the father's name has a title with it, you can't use Ben, because he's not Ben Glili. He's not Ben Nasi. In fact, whenever you find a three-generation thing, you find Benai. When you find three generations in Gemara, a son, the son of a father, the son of a grandfather, you find Benai. Because he's not Ben, both of them. He's only Ben, one of them. So whenever the Ben is not a straight-up father, it's a father with a title, Rabbi Yaisi Aglili, you get a Rabbi Yaisi Aglili. Whenever it's Rabbi Yaisi you get Rabbi Gamliel, Benai, because he's not Ben Nasi. Therefore, we have to change the name. That's the Radal Pshat, which sounds a lot better than the sounds first better. Pshat. Yeah. According to what you're saying, over here, Right, you can't say Ben Rabbi because he's not Rabbi Lazar Ben Glili. So yeah. yeah, and if you slug that up, then you'll win. But, but L'chaira, what you said, should hold. So anyway, so... These five Tanoim each got up. It sounds like there was a Su'udah held in the beginning of his man. And it sounds like there was like, you know, a banquet. And each one of the Tanoim got up to speak at the banquet. So, They all, and this is the source of it, were They started by thanking the hosts. Kulam pasu bechvei rachsan yevedosh. Pasach Rabbi Yehuda, Rosh Hamadar Mechal Makim. Rabbi Yehuda, who is the Rosh Hamadar Mechal Makim? Why is Rabbi Yehuda Rosh Hamadar Mechal Makim? Rashi directs you to a Gemara in Shabbos that says something pretty nasty. 
Der Yehuda gave praise to the Romans. Der Yehuda said, the Romans are such good hosts. They're such a good country. They build Shavakim, they build Rechavis, they build bathhouses. Such a good host. So the Roman guy heard Rabbi Yehuda praise the Roman government. He says, you know what? You now have an official job. You are primary speaker at every Maimed. And the Romans were all over, so you have to listen to them. So that's, that's Rashi's Pshat. Zikmar and Shabbos, why Rabbi Yehuda's Rashi Madabim. The Rashivas, that's how he used to say, the reason why Rabbi Yehuda is Reish Hamadabrim is because we know another of Yehuda. We know of Yehuda Adash Ba'achab. If someone has the ability to be Makatsar, he is Reish Hamadabrim Machal Makam. That's the Rashiva's, that was the Rashiva's Pshat. Uh, so, so Rabbi Yehuda, so Rabbi Yehuda, Reish Hamadabrim Machal Makam, Bechveir HaTayra. And he darshan in Kavar HaTayra. One second, asks the Mavarshim, it says they all started with a speech in Kvedach Sanye, and then you have Rabbi Yehuda, the Rosh Hashanah Machamalkaim, Vidarash Bechvaytaira. You're supposed to give a speech Bechvaytach Sanye. You're bucking the trend. I mean, the trend didn't even start yet. What does the Gemara mean? So there's many, many Malachim. So in the Taisis, Rabbi Yehuda Chassid, Rabbi Yehuda Chassid says that no, by pumping up Kavadatayra, you're pumping up Dachsanye. In other words, if you're an achsanya of one of these yeshiva bachar mafteg in, in Yavna, and you have this yeshiva bachar, so you're thinking like, you know, like, you know what, what's, what exactly am I investing my money in, in this yeshiva guy? He's a schlepper. Serbiuta came along and pumped up the value of yeshiva bachar and, and made them great by, by extension, then the achsanya just became a more prestigious maimid by Kavratara. So it's not a stira. The Marsha, the Marsha says, the Marsha says that, um, I'm sorry, what I just said was the Marsha. Rabbi Rachasid said, by pumping them up, you'll get people to take Bachram. The, the Marsha said, we're pumping up the Chishis, pumping up the Baal Rabbi Rachasid said that, that, you know, we need people to sign up. This is the beginning of this month. We need people to sign up. Who's going to take Yeshiva Bachar on Tuesday nights? Who's going to take Yeshiva Bachar on Wednesday nights? Who's going to take Yeshiva Bachar? So by pumping up the Yeshiva Bachar, it's the Kvayt Achsanya. We're getting people to sign up for the job of Achsanya. So that was, that was, uh, that's how he answered it. So in the Darshan, as follows. After the Ego, Moshe Rabbeinu took the oil out of the center of the machana, because if HaKadosh Baruch Hu is not interested in being amongst us, Meshach Rabbeinu said, neither am I. So I'm going to take the Bismedrash, the oil, and put it outside the machana. How far was the Oren from the furthest Jew? Well, the whole camp was four parsa, three parsa, which was three times four is 12 mil. So the furthest Jew was 12 miles away. By traveling to the... Meshach Rabbeinu said, whoever wants to come learn, whoever's a Mavakish Hashem, will come outside the Machana. So someone who at most traveled 12 miles got the label by Meshach Rabbeinu, Mavakish Hashem, Someone that's going to travel to Yavne, which was a big step in those days, and it was more than 12 miles, he for sure has the title of Mavakish Hashem. Tamir Chachamim, 
Shoch me'ir le'ir. Imagine how much more chashivas they get. They are more than Moshe's Mavakish Hashem. So I just wanted to shtel tzu, and then we'll stop. Um, we, we had a Rashi on the Zayin of Mibes. The Gemara over there is talking about all the agras, the main schar you get for fasting is such and such, the main schar you get for going to chasen is such and such, the main schar you go for visiting a shiva house is such and such, the main schar for limar atayra is running. So Rashi said, Rashi said that if your only schar would be getting the shear, well then that would be commensurate with how much of the shear you actually retain. But one thing no one could take away from you, the effort you put in to go to the shear. The effort you put in to go, the effort you put in to get there is something that is tangible and unremovable, unreversible, irreversible. If a person made an effort to running to the shear, or in this case, the traveling to the yeshiva, the effort that a person makes to go to the shear is something that is never able to be diminished. And it's not totally in how much of the shear he got, how much of the shear he retained, how much of the shear he was able to hack about, that you will always have. So Rabbi Yehuda was darshaning that the schar, the fixed schar of going to travel to learn is something that no one can ever take away from you. And that was Rabbi Yehuda's drush. We'll stop here. The harder it is to go this year, the more You bet, you bet.